Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. It's Wrestling Daft. It is the Marks hailing from Larbert, weighing in at 185 pounds. I might be a little bit lighter on my feet because I've been doing 5k a day over March for charity. I am John, producer of Wrestling Daft, host of this very show. And with me, a man bigger than Paul Heyman's smirk. It's Big Alex. Now, before I admit I'm very happy to be compared to Paul Heyman, I'm pretty sure you were 185 pounds last week. I, I probably was. I probably was. But, I, you know, I've not I've not weighed myself this week. But I think I might be lighter. I think I might be lighter. But, um, You're feeling lighter, that's enough. I'm feeling lighter. I'm feeling, feeling lighter. lighter. Uh, and let's welcome a man. Welcome him back to the show. He had to abandon the show halfway through last week because there was a leak in his roof caused by a neighbour. First of all, how's the flat, Gary Cassidy? Uh, wait, no, it's, uh, it's not too bad. A couple of brown patches on the walls, but I mean, most flats in uh, Glasgow are probably like that anyway, so I'm not going to complain too much. Nice. But I know, completely fine. Um, bit of excitement for a day and then, aye, all done. All done. Well, good to have you back, mate. And it's, but it's not as exciting, of course, of, as your Shawn Michaels interview, which you've been plugging furiously. Um, if you haven't seen uh, this yet, God knows where you've been, because if you're on Gary's Twitter, at Wrestling Gary, you can't miss it. Um, up on the BBC social now, Gary? Aye, um, a good couple of minutes here, but um, it's like a couple of minutes that's been chopped for the full interview so there's about four minutes on that uh mainly about scotland and all that kind of thing which i've now convinced bbc that everything doesn't need to be scottish which is good so maybe we'll have some more exciting stuff in the future um but i a wee bit on that i've been writing it up for inside the ropes wee bits here and there so managed to milk every single question for uh, an article which is always what you like when uh, when you interview somebody they don't just give you shite answers like uh, no is a landward answer that I've had recently. <laughs> um, but I know, good, good fun, obviously. Had to wait ages before I actually posted it, known it as, as, you know, BBC restriction. BBC. But I worth it. It was good fun and um, and never going to complain at getting to interview Sean Michaels. So. Absolutely. And you'll be able to hear this full interview with Sean Michaels without the stuff we're not allowed to use the BBC stuff <laughs> almost full interview <laughs> almost full interview all the all the, basically we've got all the good bits the BBC will just be talking about Scott we've all heard that before Drew McIntyre Kayleigh Ray all, we've heard all that before we'll be bringing you the good wrestling bits um, on next week's show Mr Wrestlemania Shawn Michaels on the mark speaking to Gary uh, gentlemen how's your week been apart from leaking flats Alex, Aye. you're off your work I went to the dentist today, so I've had a bit of a shit day. So I've had like a numbed, numb mouth until about an hour ago. So oh. I've, I've just been sitting around feeling sorry for myself, drinking soup from a cup. Ah, oh, soup from a cup is the worst. Now, we were going to start this feature on the show last week, and we completely forgot to. Uh, if you haven't seen Gary on Twitter, he loves a dad joke, so much so that he's popped the likes of Al Snow, Hurricane Helms. So we thought we'd give Gary his very own new feature on the Mars. It's time for Gary's joke. Well, I've actually got two of them here for you because we missed it last week. Um, so a wee bit of variety. Hopefully one of them pops you. Not sure if I've told you, but Gordon Ramsay follows me on Twitter. And I've always wondered to myself, aye, uh, you're your favourite guy in the planet, of course, who <laughs> yeah. you did make a promo on a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I've always wondered, you know, Gordon Ramsay seems like he's cutting a promo all the time. Is he a wrestling fan? I was like, going to reach out and ask him. Couldn't believe it. He got back to me and he's like, tell you what, I love watching SmackDown. I love watching NXT and I love AEW, but I just can't do Monday nights. I said to him, well, why is that? And he's like, because it's fucking raw. <laughs> John's not impressed. John's not impressed. Can we get canned laughter? We'll put in an effect at that point. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think you like the second one a bit better. Cool. The second one's shorter. Um, so obviously during the lockdown, I've been 
trying to find ways to keep myself entertained. So I've taken up a WWE-themed art class. Oh, wow. Do you want to know what I've done in the first class? Oh, what did you do, Gary? Drew McIntyre. That's very good. I I can't believe you're encouraging this. I'm very disappointed. (laughs) Comedy stylings of Mr. Gary Casty on the Marks podcast. More of that next week. But this week, let's tell you what we've got. Uh, We're going to be burning and putting over stuff from the big shows in the company of our Marks tag team, the newly formed uh, listener tag team of Rico and Bronze Chill, the new Mark Outlaws. Incorrect. Uh, have I done that wrong again? <laughs> yep, I was literally, I was waiting for you as you strung that out for as long as possible as you tried to remember. Uh, that's what I've got written down in the paper. What are they called again? But one more, have one more go. You can do this, John. I believe in you. Uh, I mean, you've got, you, you're almost there. Just need to swap two of the Aye. word and a half. The new age mark was. There we go. There we go. All right. Okay. I'll get that. Anyway, that's beside the point. Rico and Bronze Shell, they'll be doing SmackDown and we'll be taking up the rest of the shows. Plus, we'll just have a quick brief look over Fastlane. And um, we're going to do it in chronological order um, because it was a really interesting show. A lot to take from that. On the road to WrestleMania. Um, we'll finally find out from about three weeks ago who won fantasy booking island if you can remember that far back um and we've got a new booking for that as well but first let's cut a promo i have a lot of things i want to get off my chest right now i'm not necessarily cutting a promo on the object that is the the result of my venom this week i'm kind of cutting a promo on circumstances around it and i want to talk about cheese toasties or just toasty. Read fucking carefully, sir. Yeah, well, listen. Toasty is one of God's greatest food delights. You know, how do you have a toasty, Alex? It heavily depends on the toasty and how fancy I'm feeling that day. Right, okay. Go go for your dream toasty. Oh, you see, I've recently got into the good old crop, sure. So, like, I actually made that at the weekend, and you go mental, you make the bechamel. I also accidentally once ordered, it was a grilled cauliflower cheese. Now, it was just like a Grilled cheese, but with cauliflower in it, and it was life-changing. It was delightful. Get that in the fucking bin for a start. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want to say, I'm saying that I'm a big fan of the cauliflower cheese, but I just can't, and I, on a toasty with bread? No. Yeah, a little bit of buffalo sauce on it as well. And it was like a grilled cheese, uh-huh. so you know it's got like the fried bread with the extra cheese on it. Ah, oh. Right. Gary, what joy can a toasty? Bread, bread, yeah. cheese. Either, I'm, I'm, I'm not very picky between what one I go for, but either hot sauce or um, sometimes salsa, or sometimes Branston pickle. Chuck the girl, stick them in the breville. There you go. Uh, you're talking my language. Cheese and Branston pickle, the ultimate toasty. Now, I fucking love a toasty, but the frustrating thing about a toasty, right, is you get it in the toasting machine, you pull it out, and you just you just go, right, oh, I'm starving, I'm starving. And you bite into the toasty, it's like molten lava filling your mouth. It burns your tongue, it burns your upper mouth it's horrible horrible sensation but you just can't help it because the light of the toasty is just sitting there begging you to be eaten and you can't just leave the toasty no no you must eat it there and then so i love toasties but i just want to cut a promo on i guess the concept of the toasty and the, the fact that you can't be fulfilled as quick as you want to I don't know a way around it. I don't know how to get the toasty. You just need to accept your face is going to burn, John, because you've just given me a big flashback to as a child eating lots of bean toasties. Good shit. And you just had to get through the pain. That was was the solution. I'm a big pie guy. I love a scotch pie. I love any kind of eating in pastry form. What you do is you just get a... I use a steak knife for everything. Other knives can be used, but I use a steak knife for everything. Just cut it and leave it for two minutes and then... There you go. Uh, you're not you're not solving the problem because one of the problems was that John wanted it now. Uh, I suppose getting, I, you're, I'm, you're I'm reducing the, the time, but I can't uh, can take it down to zero, sadly. So toasties, good, heat, burnt mouth, not so good. Thank you. <laughs> it's that time of the week where we like to look back at all the big wrestling shows, including the big WWE pay-per-view at the weekend there, Fastlane. Um, and we do that in the company of 
Mr. Gary Casty, who handles Raw for us, uh, Mr. Alex McRoberts, Big Alex, who handles AEW, and we have our newly formed tag team, the new age, Mark Laws. Yes, I've got it right that time. Thanks very much. It's Mr. Bronze Chill and Rico uh, here to do SmackDown for us. Um, so let's go back to last Wednesday, Alex, and let's kick off with AEW Dynamite. No. Because I'm going to do a quick turning Japanese running quickly. Oh, there, there has been I, on the Patreon. Neil has been on. Very disappointed that we didn't talk about New Japan last week. So let's do this just for Neil. Well, first of all, I need to. Have you heard or did you hear that there was an earthquake during a show? Yep, I did yep. hear about this. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who didn't hear, there was a quite a big magnitude earthquake in the middle of the show, and so I'd like to put over. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Okada, and Kota Ibushi for coming out and entertaining the crowd just after the earthquake, before the show then continued. So, you know what I mean? Well done. Well done, New Japan. That's a How nice did they, way to handle that. Did they entertain them by wrestling? Or the way you described it is they entertain them, like they come out and do gags? Unicycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah they just came out and rode unicycles <laughs> around, around the ring. That's, that's what they do in Japan. It's quite common, if you've never, <laughs> you never heard. Um, and we also had the finals of the New Japan Cup. So Neil would have been very disappointed because unfortunately Shingo got all the way to the final and got beaten by Will Ospreay. So oh. I also have to bury Will Ospreay because after the match, he went and Oscar'd his girlfriend, Brie Priestley. Although maybe it was kind of a long time coming thing. I can't quite decide. So Can I interject with um, the best thing about the earthquake that I've seen? Dave Meltzer commented on it saying... Cue all the sheep who will say it would have only been a 4.0 in the United States and who can't comprehend the simplest things and say it's unfair because you can't go above five. <laughs> <laughs> so, Speaking uh, of five, I'd imagine Dave would put that Shingo Osprey match pretty highly up on his list. Was... I've not seen his ratings. I only, uh, I only go by his um, custom-made Richter scale now. I don't, don't care about the matches. The custom Dave uh, Richter scale. Oh, man. Did, uh, did Dave Meltzer just have his Hulk Hogan tweet moment then? Yeah, that is definitely stick that on the t-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt. <laughs> that is the the work I work tweet. Um, but we'll move on to dynamite now. It seemed to be a week all about promos on dynamite, apart from the main event. But we'll get to that later on. Even had Alex Abrahantes continuing his mean streak as being Penta's voice guy. It's probably the terrible term for it, but. We're going to start with the worst, right? So most of these are promo putovers and berries. So I'm going to start with the bury, and I'm going to bury Jake the Snake because I can't remember the exact quote, but he essentially referenced Darby Allen as a hot dog. So it was something something to do with a hot dog bun because you're nothing but a weenie, and I'm not okay with a weenie being used in wrestling terminology. Have it's... they not used this previously, AEW? I remember some weenie banter. Was it FTR or someone used this yeah. term before? What is their obsession? I think so. Weenies. I think it was Chuck Taylor went on about it, just didn't he? Yeah. I think so, yeah. There was, there was something else about weenies before, and just, just stop it, guys. Just stop. They, they just don't cut the mustard. Oh, God. <laughs> You've had your joke section, Gary. You've had this your is what joke I said. section. You opened Pandora's box with this, John, so you can't oh, try and close it. That's not how it works. <laughs> um, moving on, moving on. This the, the promo continued. So at one point we had... Once again, uh, Sting being interviewed by Tony Schiavone and even a call out to how many times this segment has happened, which I quite liked. But we had Brian Cage come out and essentially just tell Sting he's great. And I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic, to be honest, because he kind of said what we were all thinking. And it maybe gives him a little bit of a storyline moving forward with Team Taz. And there may be a little bit heel heavy just now. Am I the only one feeling that? Because they maybe need the big turn of the inner circle. They've obviously turned Sky heel. So, you know, hopefully they'll kind of balance that out a little bit. Why are Sarkord going face though, really? That's what I meant, yeah. So they're going face. But at the moment, they've I don't know, it just seems very heel heavy to me at the moment. Everywhere. Because it's like Pinnacle, Omega. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm assuming so like a cage face turn with like Team Taz would be good. Because we're kind of lacking a proper... Well, well, once the inner circle properly turn, kind of lacking a few more face stables, maybe. The yeah, it's a very bad point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but speaking of the heel stables, I think my second put over has to be Maxwell Jacob Freeman for just another 
terrific promo. They, I liked the way they tied it all up. They were talking about how he was like ripping up the inner circle from the inside. There were some great lines, like him proclaiming to be Judas now, which is very, very good. Then, right. he, said, then he said something about every time Jericho would, uh, would talk, he'd have to fall back like Jericho's receding hairline. And something about plucking him like a duck or he was taking him under his wing and plucking him, plucking his feathers or something. It was, it was just great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think we're all quite excited to see where MGF's going to go from here. Is MGF the best promo in wrestling at the moment? Probably. I'd say so anyway. I mean, but I'm biased. So he's definitely I'm, the best I'm promo. not sure. I always still say Paul Heyman, but it depends how you... Yeah, I guess you know, so. It depends if you go in-ring performer as well, then oh, maybe MJF is... Paul, is Paul has been on absolute fire as well. Like, all the little talking smack segments, and, yeah, he's just been so good. Like, he's just been... Why, why am I sounding like I'm surprised that Paul Heyman has continually been excellent? <laughs> but speaking of things that are continually excellent, WWE... Sorry, the AEW Women's Division, which is not continually excellent, delivered... a borderline five-star match for the main event with Britt best, Baker versus best Thunder Rosa. Women's match, everyone in agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was fucking terrific. Aye, aye, Then yeah. like, Britt, where does Britt get all that blood from? This is becoming like her gimmick now, isn't it? She just bleeds everywhere. So bring on the next Britt Baker kind of blood-covered t-shirt that will no doubt be up on Wrestle Tees by this time next week. So, and she took a hell of a lot of bumps. Like, I mean, I can't remember the last time I've seen thumbtacks or women with thumbtacks. It's not been ICW. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't even remember an instance of that. So, mm. yeah, and that was, that was Dynamite. That was Dynamite. And what's your match of the night? Is, uh, take, well, so when the, it has to be the match of the night. Yeah, yeah. Silly question. Silly question, silly question. Thank you, Alex. Let's move on to NXT. Um, we're on the way to, to the next takeover, stand and deliver. Um, we had Loomis Theory, we had Lagado del Fantasma versus Biango, Kai uh, versus Zoe Stark, we had Bartel versus Champa, Elliot Knight versus August Grey, and the main event, Bauer and Cross versus Birch and Lorkin. Um, let's start off with, with a put-over. Let's start off positive. Uh, and let's just put over Cameron Grimes at the moment. He wasn't on the show, but they photoshopped and swim with a dolphin, and it was brilliant. And just Cameron Grimes as a character, I keep going on about him on this show. You know, I wasn't too sure at first. I thought, oh, here we go, standard guy, cowboy hat. But this million-dollar, billion-dollar man gimmick thing they're doing with him is great. He's just a great character. And like we said before, it's that kind of, you know, comedy funny character that you know we're needing a guess i would say in like nxt uk and and it's probably devoid of a lot of shows like some some that's just good fun like that i mean they, they try it on say raw with riddle which is just fucking shite what they do with him you know and, and smackdown they don't really have i mean the profits is probably the, the kind of more most comedy thing and otis maybe um, on SmackDown, but yeah, no, just uh, loving what they're doing with Grimes, and the, I, I don't know why I popped so much with that p- Photoshop picture with him swimming with a dolphin, it just made me laugh out loud, so yeah, uh, loving that. I do like the way that it's not even like a video segment, you're just putting over a Photoshopped picture that they put up during the show, I, I like that. Yeah, it was great, I loved it. Fuck your wrestling, John just wants to see Photoshop, that's what you want, just go and find Jim, I'll paint that on, on yep. Twitter, you'll be fine. Quick um, uh, fashion buddy, just before we move on to the proper buddy. Champa with hair, what are we thinking? It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. I don't know why. Champa with hair, just I don't know why it's not working for me. I don't know. I don't get it. I was always surprised he could grow hair. I just assumed he didn't. Or do you think him and Randy, since they're now firm friends, have decided Randy's been sharing his hair transplant secrets? I don't know. It's not a hair transplant as such. It's just letting this, what I would call uh, the, the skullet grow in and getting the, the hair in the back of his head letting letting grow in. Um, so, yeah, it just needs to, you know, I don't know why he just needs to be bold. Let's, you know, we've got Rico on who's, uh, you know, maybe not got as much hair on, on top as perhaps harsh. <laughs> harsh. That's been harsh. There. <laughs> it's not harsh it's not i do it with a proper razor like rico yeah. what, what would you make would you go uh, would you go for the, the let it grow back in like that or yeah uh, yeah i think it's unless i mean unless you're a wrestler you could probably get away with it because at least it sort of facilitates um an interesting look because if he has like a total skullet and it's 
graying and it's brown and I don't know, maybe get yourself a wee handlebar moustache or something. You could look proper um proper intimidating, quite like like the butcher. Right? Like the butcher from AEW. Yeah, well, yeah, I think yeah, he, he rocks that style. Yeah. He looks great though. You can't it's yeah, you just can't mess with the butcher. Anyway, enough about champers here. Quick other fashion show. I love that uh, leather jacket that Ellie Knight had, um, or Eli Drake, and it got destroyed. I was gutted about that because that was a really good jacket. I was like, oh, I want one of those. Anyway, uh, on, on to actual proper buddy, uh, and let's talk about Zoe Stark losing. Um, Dakota Kai was in a match with her. I think Dakota Kai could have handled the loss. I don't know why, because they've obviously tried to build Zoe Stark, who looks, by the way, bloody fantastic. Um, really, really good in the ring. Um, I don't know why they didn't just give her the, the win over Dakota Kai. I don't know what's going on there, but um, yeah, I, I'm sure she'll bounce back from it, but I, I think she could have done with, with a win just as they've kind of been building her. But she looks great, I have to say. It looks really, really great. Um, and... Um, it was a very. This is a bit of a strange buddy, but I guess it, it makes sense. They were advertising a cruiserweight match for NXT UK on NXT when Jordan Devlin was in the States against Legado del Fantasma, and it said on NXT UK this week it's Jordan Devlin versus I can't even remember who. It was. Trent Seven. Trent Seven. Trent Seven. They had they had Trent Seven cut weight, and it looks like he legitimately cut weight to do it as well, like to to yeah. be the right size to. to it's like come on. <laughs> I just thought, what that that just uh, you know even in kayfabe land. I mean, the, the, this means they're selling the unification match, though, doesn't it? There's maybe just to kind of le- legitimize um, Jordan a little bit. Guy, but then you what's the point in watching it? Because then you're that was the point in advertising because we know that Jordan Devlin's in the States with the belt, you know. I don't get it anyway. So that, that's my that's my main buddies from this week. I'm not too sure how I feel on Jordan Devlin's return, but you know, with we won't get into all the speaking out stuff, but hey ho. Um, you know, I'm sure we put on a good match with them. Um, Santos Escobar when it comes round um, and my main put over Volter is back baby and he's in NXT there You've is been some... complaining about this for so long oh, it's just I don't know where they go I love Volter Imperium is not Imperium without Volter um, and he's just brilliant isn't he he's just an old school big 80s British wrestler who just Batters people and just looks like he wouldn't take shite off anyone. And I love his look and I love what he does in the ring. And it's just excites me that I don't know where they're going to go with it. Is is Thatcher going to be back in with Imperium in a ring camp way? Is it going to be Thatcher versus Walter? Is it going to? Be, I don't know. I'm excited about that. But as long as Walter is on the card at the next takeover, that makes me a very very happy mark. So yes, loving Walter back in NXT, and uh, I am going to give my match of the night. To Dakota Kai versus Zoe Stark. Fantastic women's match. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, that's it. And um, just a quick uh, put over from one person about Scarlett. That's all I'm going to say. Right, okay, let's move on to the next TV show, which is SmackDown. And let's hide, hand over to the new age mark laws. Bronchello, what's your first put over? So probably my biggest put over the night, a lot of people probably frown upon it, but um, was Sami Zayn versus Corbin. The hype video really popped me. Um, it said, and I quote, the least anticipated match in the history of SmackDown, the irritating force meets the unlikable object in a match that no one asked for. Unfortunately, there must be a winner, but thankfully there will be a loser. That's brilliant. That is really, um, really good. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Kevin Owens was on commentary. It was quite a quick match. Corbin won with the end of days. And I think they're setting up for a Kevin Owens versus uh, Sami Zayn match at Mania. Um, I, I, I hope that happens. I was going to ask you, actually, do you think that's where it's going to go? We've seen that match so many times, but every time it's just amazing. And they've never, never done it at Mania. So mm-hmm. you just 
you know, but I mean, obviously it's kind of it's flip flop. So obviously, Sammy's now the heel and uh, Owens is the face. So no, if it, I, I'm all in. If it leads to an Owens Sammy match at me, I, I think we'd all be happy with that. Oh, definitely. Um, it, it'll finally come full circle. They've been doing it in the Indies. They've done it on NXT, Raw, SmackDown. Let them do it, Mania. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Rico, what's your first put over, mate? Um, it, to be honest, it was actually it was kind of part of that as well. Um, I've got like two little half putovers to make a whole. So because Bronze has done such a good job of um, summing up what I was maybe going to say anyway, it was I'll just put over the end of days. Um, I still think it's just such a top class finishing move. Like I'm, I think it's it's quite well protected as well. I don't know if people have kicked it. Gary will give you facts on this, by the way. Gary will give you facts. <laughs> I, I've I've lost track, but I don't think anyone's kicked out yet. I think it's still not been kicked out of yet. Um, but I, I think it's like apart from the eclipse, which it might have overtaken the eclipse now. But apart from the eclipse, I think it's the best finisher in wrestling. I absolutely love it. I think it's. Like the RKO, it's just been protected and that's the best way to build a finisher. And it just looks brilliant, no matter who he does it on. I don't think I've seen anyone take it badly. So, Yeah, it's total class. And um, the other sort of half put over was uh, a segment with Edge. Um, she was uh, He was having a, an interview with Kayla um, and he ended up saying something along, like, uh, along the lines of Daniel Bryan needs a fair shake of the stick at Fastlane. And they won't get it if uh, Jay Uso is the enforcer. And I think that will really prove to be a nice little bit of foreshadowing um, for what happened to Fastlane. But yeah, those those two are my two halves to make up one put over. That is incredibly acceptable. Let's move into the buddies then. Uh, Bronze Chell, what's yours? So I think I'm getting trolled now. Seth Rollins tweeted the other day that he is the epitome of cool and put a picture up of the suit he was wearing. And if you haven't seen it, it's a white suit jacket with blue splatters, matching blue trousers, brown dress shoes with no socks on. And the fact that there's now two people doing suit gimmicks really annoys me as well. <laughs> so, yeah, that's major buddies for me. Yeah, yeah. Enrico? And that's one, of, that's one of the things I was going to bury. One of the specific things I was going to bury was that Seth Rollins wasn't wearing socks with a suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so instead, uh, I'll go with I'll go I'll go again with the tag team division. Um, it's just it's just rubbish. Like I, I mean, I was I was maybe going to put over the Mysterios for pulling double duty, but that kind of maybe hints at the wider problem yeah. in that they had to do double duty anyway. They had Mysterios, Alpha Academy. Um, the hot dogs and street profits uh, coming out, and it, I, I'm presuming that's maybe going to be a fatal four-way at WrestleMania. But it's 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 hard to watch. It's hard to watch the tag team division sometimes when you know the matches are going to be the same every single week. It's those four tag teams, and that's it. And it's just yeah. it's just a bit boring. So it's not really exciting. And Dave, uh, we'll stay with you. Match of the night, first of all, Rico. What you got? Uh, I really enjoyed seeing Edge being back on SmackDown. Even it's not one of his greatest matches of all time, but it's just so good to see him on SmackDown again, just having a match and is a a spear to finish the match off. Just it just looked class. It was great to see on TV again. Jay Uso was really good too. So uh, that'll be my match tonight. Bronze. I'm gonna go on the opposite side. Um, I'm gonna go for the opening match. It was uh, Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks and it's actually the best that I've ever seen Nia Jax look. Wow. Really I agree with that, actually. Yeah, that was, again, this is why we're a tag team bronze. I was going <laughs> to astound my notes. <laughs> I looked good throughout uh, the match, I thought. So, yeah. Wow, it's, it's like the Heart Foundation, just so fluid. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, let's, well, let's, we'll save Raw, we'll get to Raw in a minute, but let's just talk uh, around the shop about Fastlane. Um, obviously, a lot went on in that show. Alex, uh, thoughts on the Fastlane and what your kind of takeovers from the pay-per-view? I don't know how I feel about Burnt Bray Wyatt, the mask. I was hoping for something a little bit a little bit better. And when I saw it in the morning, I was just like, oh, it, just looks, it looks like he's literally just went out and burned his feed mask, which is maybe what he's done. So it maybe makes literal sense, but I was expecting... And tell you that is not true, that then a lot of money has gone into the creation of that mask. <laughs> oh, I know, that's the worst thing about it, isn't it? You're sitting there and you're looking, you're like, it's not even that original, and now he's got this whole 
burnt aesthetic. I don't yeah, know. There's really another uh, Tom Savini Studios number. Yeah, I mean, is this going to be Gary? You may be no better than us. Than us. Is this going to be him going forward as this character now? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. They could easily do something where he, you know, heals himself and then just becomes the the old one. But I, I wasn't sure on the character at first. And when I seen it, I was like, oh, like we we know how much Bray Wyatt has struggled to wrestle under a mask. This looks more restrictive <laughs> than the previous mask. That was this but is I, what I was expecting. Something like uh, you know maybe a couple of bandages over the face or something like that. But this has really not come. I mean, unless they do some kind of crazy rejuvenation storyline with him and Randy in a cinematic match. Yeah, like as he consumes Randy, he slowly heals back to the original fiend. Now, am I right in saying that the fiend is meant to be the face in this whole situation? Because you hear the Thunderdome. I don't know if Braun Duke got into the Thunderdome for Fastlane, but you hear the cheers going for... The cheers were for him as opposed to Randy who's getting booed. It was very strange. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Um, I know that The Fiend's a big seller for merchandise, so I think that they're going to push that. And um, like Orton's been around for a while. We genuinely don't know how long he's going to have left. So probably better, you know, carrying on and making that money with The Fiend just now while they can. Yeah. You know, if, if Orton decides that he's not coming back or if he wants to jock it, so... I just didn't get I mean, the whole thing was, you know, the lights falling down. Obviously, we had this more of this fucking gunge coming, black bile coming out of his mouth. It was just, I, I, I get maybe, you know, we're of an age group. We're old school wrestling fans. Maybe. Don't it, you be putting us in your vent. I was going to say, I actually quite <laughs> like it, but like, um, I, I get why people don't, but I actually do quite like it. And the thing is, like, see now, like, even though. It's literally been two appearances now. See, looking back at the previous Fiend, it just looks too clean and cartoony. And I, I think it might just be the kind of thing where when they've presented something new, you go back and go, all right, the whole thing wasn't that good to begin with. Um, but I, I'm sceptical as to where it goes. I think they're kind of painting themselves into a corner with it because I don't know where you go after that. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of worried about Bray Wyatt wrestling a mask while dressed like that. But I still quite like the story. It's still the, it's the, it's the only reason I stayed up for Raw last night. Put it that way. Right. Oh, I, I just went to bed and watched it in the morning. So, I, I, I mean, how? Where do you go after you burnt a man to death? I mean, I don't know where you go after that. And it's, well, it's he's also burnt his family home. So, I mean, are we going to yeah. have like? Is it going to be like the ultimate return to the Firefly Funhouse? Well, that's the that's the whole thing. Do we get a Firefly Funhouse? Because. I mean, it had, they have to now. Was it? Oh no, it was a House of Horrors match. If we're getting House of Horrors match, Mark two. So well, I, think they... I just meant like Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Because oh no, no, I agree. But like, I'm, I'm thinking that they have to they have to link into now the 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 house was it the the I want yeah. to say Three House of Horrors, but it's not. This isn't a Three House of Horrors match. Now I want I want to see that happen. I want to see that happen. That's where they go at WrestleMania. The Three House of Horrors match. Love it. Um. And right, so we've talked about the fiend stuff. I I want to get something off my chest. I mean. Really enjoy was really enjoying the Biggie and Apollo Cruz match. Thought it was a cracking match. Just that, and by the way, that big spear through the ropes that Biggie did in the first like thirty seconds was unbelievable. And I thought Biggie looked great. And he was just this big badass. That finish, however, what the fuck? What happened? I think the referee happened? had to. I think the referee had to shoot counter. Because uh, my first takeaway was they tried to do a double pin and the referee had to end up just counting it as 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 the way like I prefer it the way that WWE do it and they do have the referees essentially doing it as a shoot. Um but I I think they I think they made an all set and the referee had to just call it on the fly. Yeah. But he, I hope he got his bonus for that because he did the right thing. It was a she. Ah, it was yeah. Jessica Carr of SmackDown, yeah. I believe. Yeah. How sexist of you, Alex? <laughs> How very sexist of you. I didn't, I'll admit, I didn't watch that. I, I only, I've only seen the, the main event as I didn't get a chance to watch it. And I was trying to cover my tracks. Well, let's go. I think one, 
one thing worth putting over for Fastlane is just the fact of how short it was again, because ending it like quarter to two, I was like, yes, <laughs> early night. <laughs> I love how the fact that we're all like that for a wrestling pay-per-view. Oh, it's short, brilliant, let's go. It's like, yes, it's short, yes. We do not want our money's worth anymore. We want <laughs> exactly. Short, sharp, to the point. That's what we want from a wrestling. Let's get on to the main event, because that certainly was a match worth talking about. Um Fantastic! I really, I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought brilliant from bell to bell. I thought it was a, a tremendous um, event, uh, match. Uh, thoughts? Probably match of the year. Oh, sorry, match of the year. Wow! I'd probably say it's probably one of the match of the year contenders so far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rico. Really enjoyed it. I, I'd certainly agree with that. And again, like I keep on coming back to the storytelling and all of this. Mm. And I will, I'll refer back to my Dungeons and Dragons style yes. character <laughs> alignments last week. So we had two that were kind of in the good category. I think we've now we've now got all three. So we've got Daniel Bryan who remains in the good. We've got Roman Reigns who is in the evil. And I just sort of I think he's gone straight into neutral now. I don't. One of my friends was saying today that he reckons that he he wasn't purely a baby face to start with, and I completely agree with that. But I don't think he either he fits either category now. I think he's completely in the middle. I think he's he's yeah. doing what he can to win matches and keep other people out of his opportunities. He wants the title. He's not good. He's not bad. He's he just is. Oh no, it's that's kind of he's not the good. Did guy, he need guy, to guy. Hit Daniel again? Did he need to hit him again? Oh, no, he did, but that's the thing as well. Or did he? That's that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's one that, of the best parts of that. Then pushes them into the evil lane a little bit further. Maybe potentially, but is that just is that neutral evil or is that neutral good? Or <laughs> I love how we're back to this. I love how we're back to this. Um, Next week we must fight to declare a dungeon master who can. Do, <laughs> um, I, do you think right now? This is me. That Daniel Bryan suddenly been there seems to be a sudden push of Daniel Bryan, and now obviously it's never going to be a triple threat at WrestleMania. That looks like it's definitely booked. But why do you think they brought Daniel Bryan into the tight this match and into title picture? Do you think that Edge versus Reigns wasn't going to be a big enough sell? Has Edge not went over like they thought he was going to go over? I think it was always a big enough match, and I, I just think. Um... Matt, like the thing that I look at this and see is the journey the three guys have came on. Like, you know, obviously Roman Reigns with uh, leukemia and, and coming back and obviously the other two retired and okay, came back. Point. But I think they're just going for that. And, you know, Daniel Bryan, he is the kind of person that should be featured on WrestleMania. Why would they not be? I think that is like, it's the kind of thing where maybe if there was two Royal Rumbles, I think he'd have been the other Royal Rumble winner. So I, I just think it makes sense. I would have loved just Edge versus Reigns, but I think, you know, the, the storytelling they're saying here, people always complain about things being overbooked. They've overbooked Sasha Banks v Bianca Belair. And this, I think, they've done the less booking of and made it look more effective, even yeah. though it is it quite convoluted. Like a natural but, progression. He's right. Yep. So yeah. I, I, just, I think it's a brilliant, like, I think the, the video packages gone up to this are going to be amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's a very it's a very good point. I don't think they'll prey on the leukemia thing though, because obviously Reigns is such a heel. Right. So, but I think from a wrestling perspective, you're absolutely right. Right, let's go round then. Who's won it? Right, Triple Threat WrestleMania. We're a wee bit further out, but let's go. Who you got for the belt and the Triple Threat? Then Alex. It's a tough one, but I think I made the mistake of betting against them at the Rumble, so I'm just going to say Edge. I think they'll put it back on edge and I think they'll give them the big hurrah moment. First time with the crowds back in, this match is probably what's going to close the show. Yeah, yeah. Bronze? I'm going to have to say, because Brian's been dropping it in a lot of promos, I think that this will be his last hurrah, so I think they'll have him go out on top. Rico? I think Roman Reigns will retain. Um, I think the because the, the interactions between Edge and Daniel Bryan are starting to get more and more vicious and more and more uh, heated. I think it's maybe going to start off a blood feud between those two. I'm not. I, I don't know if Roman Reigns is ready to drop the title just yet. I don't, I don't know if there's any real point when you can get a little bit of mileage out of Daniel Bryan and Edge as well, especially considering, as Gary said, the uh, 
the stories that those two have had to get back to the ring. So I'll go with Roman Reigns. Oh, those two do not need a title on it to have a programme either. Those, there's enough fan interest from yeah. Daniel Bryan versus Edge without a belt easily. Right, you've got the cast and vote. We've got one Roman, one Daniel Bryan, one Edge. Gary Casty, what say you? So my main thing when I look at this is obviously the crowd has changed things. I think Daniel Bryan is going to win it now by pinning Edge. I think that's the way to go because I think Roman Reigns lose the title, but don't pin him. You know, yeah. do it the Bobby Lashley way. Just don't pin him at all. Uh, and my, my thing with, you know, triple threats, it's always like, well, it's probably to protect the champion. But then a triple threat, it's like, where do you go with the title for here? Then there's a lot of stories you can tell. You can even do your Roman Reigns Goldberg without a title for SummerSlam. And then Daniel Bryan Edge at SummerSlam would be good with Edge as a heel and Daniel Bryan as a face. So yeah. I, either of them winning the title and then uh, the other one's a challenger. Yeah. Um, so yeah and we need to give a mention obviously as well to our boy Drew McIntyre um, that match against Sheamus was great I mean they, they, they went you know one on top of like what they've been doing on telly and they did do a great pay-per-view match even though we've seen pay-per-view quality matches on television um, I thought that was brutal absolutely brutal and well played to both of them because it was hellish bumps in that match I tell you um, so yeah, but that, that was good, and then obviously goes on to fight Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Um, so Fastlane's out of the way again. I'll come back to the point on Fastlane. It's no, there's no need for it. It's just a stumbling block on the way to WrestleMania, isn't it? It's just it's like an afterthought for me. It's just like yeah. a, uh, it used to be called Roadblock, or am yes. I making that up? So maybe Roadblock was actually the more appropriate name. Ah, very good. Right, right. Speed bump. WWE speed bump. Speed bump. <laughs> That's what it should be. Um, right, let's move on to last night's Raw, Gary. Uh, put over. Simple. Rhea Ripley. Just, you know, they, they just done everything right where, like they did at the Royal Rumble. She is just somebody that's so confident in her own character that everything looks good. You know, everything for the entrance. Annoyingly, they seem to have added pyro to her entrance and the camera didn't catch the pyro because it was close, you know, close up on her, which was fine because she just looks like the, the character she's portraying. So just done brilliantly. It's the kind of thing where we're always like, you know, we're, we're desperate for storylines and we're desperate for this and desperate for that. You've got no story here, but I can't wait for Rhea Ripley v. Asuka at WrestleMania. <laughs> it's like they've just chucked in someday that I want to see wrestling somebody else and I've went, right, cool, that's all you need to do. Don't need anything else. Um, so I'm saying that we were not caring about what Asuka did at WrestleMania and now here we are all, all like, oh, I'm really excited for the Asuka match now. So. Yeah, yep. The only slight problem I have with it is that Rhea Ripley is going to be the heel and Asuka is going to be the face. I'd kind of prefer it the other way around, but pff, don't care. If we're going to see that match... All good, and if they're actually going to invest in Rhea Ripley, she seems to be getting the Finn Balor treatment like he got on Raw straight away. So, aye, no complaints there. Um, for my first bidy, I'm going to see if I can play this clip and you can hear it. But if you've watched Raw, you'll probably know what it is anyway. So if you've not watched Raw, you'll be wondering what the fuck that was. If you've watched Raw, you'll know that Braun Strowman, when he's on the outside of the ring and ready to do his thing, where he runs around and pummels into everybody, he now puts his hand up, does this, and a train horn plays, and he no. runs into everybody. <laughs> no! Can so we, we only refer to him as Thomas from this. <laughs> That's no. literally the only acceptable thing is if they're going to have done a merch deal with, with Thomas the Tank Engine and they bring out a Thomas the Tank with bronze face on it. But I, <laughs> but, uh, like, I just want to know who was in the production meeting and went, do you know what's good? Add Choo Choo to Braun Strowman's uh, ring running thing. Is it like, like a, is it like a American kind of train? Like if you know, wah, wah, or is it like yep. a Thomas? Oh my! God. That, that makes me think of a trucker more than a train. Yep, it's it's just horrendous. I don't get it. Like I know it's not for me, but I don't get it. Uh, and Kenny McIntosh, um, who obviously I work with inside the ropes, put up similar feelings to me and got the best reply ever for somebody that said. If it was in Scotland, they would do that and they'd just say, the ScotRail train has now been delayed by five minutes. They should do that. The ScotRail, they should do, you are now approaching Shane McMahon. <laughs> when they, they, like, get the, the woman from the ScotRail, uh, get her saying, whoever the opponent, you are now approaching Bobby Lashley, and then he smacks into them. That's Aye, it's, 
it's the, the woman it's, from the Scorpion. I can't like up until now I've been like it's the worst thing ever, but now I think I've got to the point where I might be disappointed if it doesn't happen next week. So, I, I, but I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I've never hated it more. I even said like. It's not even because it's unrealistic, because I'm happy to accept that, you know, the Fiend got burnt alive and is now coming back to avenge a guy vomiting black blood. It's just terrible. I, I just don't get it. it does they, I don't know what it does for Braun Strowman. Like, maybe it's to get him more over as a face, oh. you know, with kids, but it's already over with kids. I don't really think it provides anything, and I, I just don't. I don't understand the logic. Oh, I don't think there is logic behind it, but I don't understand what the logic's meant to be. I know, poor Braun Strowman. Now he's having to fight Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. And well done your prediction that obviously that match didn't happen at Fastlane, Gary. And then Aye. we're on to WrestleMania and I'll be a last man standing. And it's just going to be one that I'm going to go and... Uh, pour myself a beer while that's on because I'm not. Watching. Shane McMahon did um, did say last night a match of your choosing, so it's going to be some kind of last man standing street fight. No holds barred. Take your pick. Something that's not going to take place in the ring where Shane McMahon can jump off something and we go. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, Never mind. All the shape build up. Train yard match. <laughs> oh no, 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 yeah, no. It's going to be a train yard going. match. Is what it's going to be. Thomas, you can, no, I think you should do it on top, like the roof of a train, and then they yes. can time it so that you've got a tunnel coming up, and they've got to do a yep, little jump yep, around. Yep, I think it'd be yep. way more entertaining. Scott Rail match. We'll have a Scott Rail match. They're all <laughs> put into. They're in fact the Saturday night Queen Street train back to Falkirk. They're all put in that with a bunch of drunken people heading to Dundee because that is a hellish train. That the Glasgow to Dundee train, and they've got to survive and fight through that as well. So the basically the drunken people on the train from Glasgow to Dundee act as the lumberjacks because Can we get Ellie Diamond as a lumberjack in Dundee? I've nailed it. it. If only COVID wasn't in the way of it, that is the match I would have booked for uh, Shane and uh, Braun at WrestleMania. Let's hope so. Anyway, sorry, on to your next uh, buddy, Gary. I like how you know just accept there's going to be two biddies on a raw um, but there is. This one is the simplest biddy ever, you know, it's We've spoke about the fiend. We've spoke about how you know he's he's came back for being burnt alive. One line said by commentary can ruin everything sometimes. And they said to close out Raw, and we're hearing the fiend has requested a match with Randy Orton. Oh what? <laughs> Why does the fiend need a request a match? <laughs> I, was just, I, I was just like. Well, I normally don't even watch Raw with the volume up that high, so I normally miss it in a lot of the commentary. And then if I'm subtitling it later on the week, I'll go back and be like, oh, that's, that was weird. But this, I was just like, <laughs> it just makes everything ridiculous. Like I know it is ridiculous anyway, but it just makes it so much more ridiculous that The Fiend had to request a match with Andy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd love, I, I hope they release footage of that him chatting Vince McMahon's door. <laughs> Excuse me, boss. <laughs> also, also, do we have medical care? Because I could use them in that show. <laughs> um, and uh, have you got another put over, Gary? Or have you got I, I, I have got one. I, again, a really quick one. But um, I love it when wrestling kind of goes back to something a wee bit old school. You mentioned Walter earlier on just how he looks like something that we'd see when we were younger. Well, this was a throwaway segment. And it kind of happened at the expense, uh, we've mentioned the Hurt Business kind of splitting up or looking like it. Does look like that's happened. Um, the, the tag team uh, aspect to them seems to now be dead. Uh, they kind of made an arse, <laughs> made an arse help them Lashley, so it seems like they're out of it now. Um, but Lashley, wearing a lovely velvet jacket, which I need, need to put over as well, uh, he said to them, uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin that they've essentially failed him and then walked into the locker room where we're standing all the unused people uh, you know not going to call them jobbers because that's horrible language to use but if you want to call them that feel free uh, but your Humberto Carrillo's your uh, Ricochet's Grand Metalik Lance Dorado all the people not being used and essentially put a bounty on Drew McIntyre's head said to them if you can take out Drew McIntyre, you'll get a shot at the title. And it just reminded me of stuff that I would watch as a kid and go, I love this, because it adds a bit of jeopardy to the match. Didn't really know where we were going in the build-up to that match. I'm excited for it anyway, but that just adds a wee extra something that I can't wait to see Drew McIntyre ripping through everybody in the space of two seconds on Raw going forward until we get to WrestleMania. Yeah, so. I like that my kind of marked man. Kind of, yeah, that's good fun. That's think, good I think fun. this is when they'll kind of turn Seamus back, and Seamus and him will team up to run through all the jobbers. 
That seemed like it was going to happen last night and didn't, so I assume it's going to happen next week. But it seemed like they were going to go for Seamus Drew versus uh, Shelton Benjamin Cedric, and then they kind of just skipped all that part. Uh, but I, it was it's good. It just establishes dynamics as well. You know, we, we're not under any illusion who's the heel and who's the face, uh, which is sometimes the way it is. So uh, that was brilliant. Um, match of the night, I need to put a notable mention in. Uh, they done Peyton Royce versus Asuka. They actually gave it time, and that was the thing that built is getting Rhea Ripley. Peyton Royce, after cutting a promo that I put out a couple of weeks ago on Raw Talk, wasn't he seen last week, is seen this week, and just put on a star-making performance. But that also leads to something that, that wasn't in my uh, biddies. Retribution just won the own Raw. Because they turned on Mustafa, Mustafa, Mustafa yep. Ali on Sunday night, and I was expecting there was going to be some kind of maybe demasking, but apparently not. Do you think they're saving that big moment for WrestleMania? No, he posted <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, he posted on Twitter last night, just like three minutes before Raw to say next week while wearing a suit and American flag bind and stuff. So I think he's in for a big character change. No, uh, Ali. Okay. I think he's in for a big change. I actually thought Fastlane T-Bar was going to demask because he wasn't wearing the paint under the mask and he's now grown his hair back out a wee bit. But obviously it didn't happen. But I think think Ali's going to come out of that for the better. Uh, (laughs) No shit about the others. But we mentioned it before, at least they can just change him back to the Ah, room. They can go in the queue for the jobber room to fight Drew McIntyre. (laughs) So there we go. The actual match of the night, I should say, was Sheamus and Bobby Lashley, which I knew was going to be match of the night because I seen it last week. So Yeah. There you go, exactly. Um, brilliant, um, thank you very much, Gary. Thank you very much to Bronze Chill and Rico as ever. We'll see you back as a tag team next week. And remember, if you want to get your buddies and putters in for Rab and Gradle on this week's headline show, you can do that on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, or just plain old Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Wrestling News with Gary Cassidy. Back after flat disaster last week um, and leaking roof, he has all the news because I had to cover for you last week, Gary. I'm sure you've done a splendid job. I actually listened back, so I know you've done a good job. I listened Thank back you. that I, I wasn't a part of to make sure you weren't jobbing me Fucking out. Fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> I was stealing your scoops. So uh, yeah, just to, just to make sure that I wasn't getting uh, at Gary's a prick into and, and all that kind of nonsense. But um, aye, disappointed to you, wasn't he? But aye, so big news right before we uh, started recording. NXT Tag Team Championships are now vacant. Um, Don't know what's going to happen with them. Don't know if we'll get a tournament or whatever, because it's not actually been uh, confirmed yet, apart from the fact that they are vacated. William Regal took to Twitter, said, um, I can confirm the incredibly unfortunate news and make the difficult decision to vacate the NXT tag team titles. um, And I will address the state of the titles tomorrow night on NXT. The unfortunate news he was referring to, of course, was that one of the tag team champions is injured. And that's Danny Birch, who... Follow, uh, he fell uh, in a match with Karrion Cross, and apparently, I think it's a dislocated shoulder. I don't know if they yeah. actually um, confirmed what the injury is. I've seen the x-ray, but I don't think they've actually put up the <laughs> the, the injury. I don't know if it's been specified. I think, he's, uh, I think it has been his shoulder. He's, he's done something with the... Uh, there was definitely... A, I don't know if it was dislocated or if it was like a ripped muscle or something, but it, it certainly didn't look pleasant when you saw it in the NXT. No, X-ray looked like his shoulder is um, not attached, or <laughs> his arms not attached to his body, so uh, so that's no good. But I, a lot of tag teams in NXT, you know, that could take the man. No, it's the one, the one brand yeah. where uh, <laughs> tag teams are not really a problem. Well, so that, that's true. They'll probably, I would imagine, they'll, they'll do something to take over with a tag mean tag team turmoil or a four way tag match or take a tornado tag match or or something like that. To, to determine that but yeah no uh, I have to say on carrying cross as much as an absolute belter of um like a rest I, I always feel it is, I don't want to say unsafe but I just I just feel it in the ring so it turns out he, he does certainly leave it out there 
Ultimate um, Warrior-esque is how I would refer to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. looks like it hurts. <laughs> it does. It looks pretty stiff. Um, so best of luck to Danny Burch, because it's a shame because they were obviously in a bit of a role, um, those boys. Um, I, I'll be interested to see what they do then with, with you know, this stable with Pete Dunne, you know, only oh, one I, I, I actually thought you meant the titles because I was going to say standard practice now would, I guess, just be giving the titles to the Dusty Classic winners like they did with the women. But um, yeah. no, I didn't even, I didn't think of the... The actual ramifications there. Did they not make the women because the women ended up having a match? Did they not? Oh, wait, I they, they did have a no, they got handed no, they the didn't. titles and then had a match, yeah, they got and then lost the titles, yeah, <laughs> they got had the match and then lost them. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the NXT's been had an awful lot of trouble with wrestlers and uh, retaining the belts and being injured, it's just been a bit of a nightmare from Finn Bauer as well. Uh, and then carrying cross and who, we had carrying cross and then there was one before that as well can't remember it anyway but yeah uh, best luck to um danny birch and getting back to full fitness and hopefully we'll see him back in an xt ring soon um let's move on to another tag team and a legendary tag team who doesn't who won't be back together in the near future but they're hinting that they might be <laughs> Aye, so there was a weird one a couple of weeks ago where um, Jeff Hardy actually done an interview and spoke about how he likes watching AEW, said that there's something there that WWE doesn't have. Sure, we covered it on the show a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, and was kind of praising AEW. Well, <laughs> now uh, a fan has actually sparked a reaction for, for Matt Hardy, uh, saying, I feel like WWE don't appreciate Jeff Hardy as much as they should. And that fan got a wee, uh, a wee response that said, um, I miss working together with my brother. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Obviously, the kind of thing, it could just be a throwaway remark. And not a throwaway remark, because it is something that I guess he does truly feel. Um, you, you know, they've spent their career together. <laughs> they've never been apart too much. So, um, so interesting that he said it following Jeff Hardy's comments. But as far as I know, Jeff Hardy has tied up on a, I, I believe he signed a new contract um, it was never really revealed what that new contract was, but that came at a time when there was speculation that he was getting a load of time tacked onto his old contract. So I think he's tied up for another couple of years at least, but I'm not too sure on the actual length of it. But aye, who knows? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Are we going to see the Hardys ever again as a tag team? Aye, they, they're going to be gone for at least another 10 years, you'd have to think so. Ah, well, big money, Matt, for no reason. The man, <laughs> will, milk the man that, will keep that going. Is true. And uh, other news is that it appears we've kind of wondered where Charlotte has been on television for the last couple of weeks, and Rick Flair appears to have confirmed that on a bit of a tweet. Aye, so we had a lot of speculation about Charlotte over the last week because she just disappeared for the WrestleMania poster, hasn't been on Raw. Um, I'd actually been told before Raw last week that she wasn't going to be there, and I had been told it was related to COVID, um, same with Triple H, but wasn't told what the specifics of that were. Didn't ask, because it's not the kind of thing I'll report. I always say that COVID news should come for somebody that's, you know, either the person that has it or the company they work for. So completely disregarded that. But then when I'd seen the WrestleMania thing, I was like, hmm, still a couple of weeks off. You know, WrestleMania still, you know, maybe a, a long time away in, in comparison to the time you'd be off TV with COVID, you know, in, in any way. That's me disregarding the seriousness <laughs> how it can be. Um, but I was like, it's the kind of thing surely they'd spend more time on before taking Charlotte off the poster. Then Andrade's release came and everybody started saying, oh, uh, Charlotte Flair's doing an anonymous post for 4chan, which is the great source of any bit of news, um, emerged that said that Charlotte Flair was the reason that Andrade got to leave because she said, I'm not going to compete at WrestleMania, not this and that, which obviously is untrue. Um, but it was confirmed before Raw, Charlotte Flair is you know, positive for COVID. They actually, again, surprisingly, only the second time they've mentioned COVID on WWE TV, Rhea Ripley said Charlotte had COVID during her promo. Um, so that was quite interesting. Seemed like they were kind of firing the point home that Charlotte's not going to be at WrestleMania. You've got to think that a match was planned with Charlotte Flair and Asuka because it was the way they were going or actually a match was planned with Charlotte Flair and, and uh, Lacey Evans but that got disrupted so I would have to think now personally that Charlotte Flair you know they're mentioning she's not going to be there does Rhea Ripley win and then Charlotte Flair comes in and challenges her for for the second night even or maybe the yeah. you know the next tape of you but Ric Flair adding fire to the flames um, 
Andrade had tweeted saying she's got four days left before she can return. And then Ric Flair uh, <laughs> tweeted that WrestleMania will not be the same without the Queen. So, <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> N- never know the truth on this one. Either it's all a big work. Well, I wouldn't say the COVID's a work. Everything apart from the COVID's a work. Um, either that's the case. Or maybe she's not going to be at WrestleMania. And, you know, all you can kind of do is say that hopefully she recovers soon uh, because we kind of need to take into account how serious it, it can actually be. We are booking her in different matches when she could be actually struggling with us. So I hopefully she gets better. Yeah, so. fingers crossed here at WrestleMania. Uh, certainly could do with her on the card. Um, and that is it for the news this week. Thank you, Gary. Cheers. Ah, the sun is shining and we're back on Fantasy Booking Island after about three weeks or about a month ago. And I can't even remember what we booked. Can you remember what we booked and who was going to be the winner? Can you remember, I remember what we booked. It was Yokozuna. Hey, well done, well done. <laughs> uh, we're back on there with the results of who booked Yokozuna better in the Attitude Era. Um, Gary, you went for creating a Japanese sort of faction. Um, Alex, you said that it should be managing Kai and Tai which I thought was a great shout. Um, I was going down the, the angle of the cut angle of uh, the the best wrestling having like obviously professional wrestling versus sumo wrestling and that sort of idea and uh, we've got the results in, drum roll please with 60% of the vote Winning this week's Fancy Booking Island, or this month's Fancy Booking Island, I should say, it is Mr. Gary Casty and his Japanese faction. So well done, Gary. Congratulations. Take the W. Um, we've got um, a wee bit of a streak going in there. You are on the street. It is a good well, yeah, Alex will be beeling because ever since <laughs> Alex has said we need time on this, I don't think he's won one yet. Such is life. Such is life. There you go. Right, so I'm going to give you a nice easy one. I'm going to put this ball in the box. Uh, and it will be in two weeks' time, which will be our go-home show for WrestleMania, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So here is the booking for WrestleMania week. Ties in with the event. Thank you very much to Milne on Patreon for giving us this one. You've simply got to book the Fiend versus Orton match at Mania. <sighs> So, okay with that. So, we will be back with that booking in two weeks' time. Two weeks, Alex, you've got to book this match. Is that enough time? Maybe, it depends. I will get my scripts out now. Right, you get that. Quill and prepare, because that's that's how these things are written, you know, quills and ink. Yes, absolutely, and they're not just booked on the fly, as me and Gary tend to do every (laughs) single week. Uh, So, yeah, The Fiend versus Orton at Mania, two weeks' time back here on Fantasy Booking Island and next week we will be speaking or Gary will be speaking lucky guy that he was to Mr Shawn Michaels instead of Fantasy Booking Island so uh, listen out next week for the interview with Shawn Michaels so uh, that's it for this week's Mark Show thank you very much for listening Um, remember please rate, review, subscribe to Wrestling Daft on Apple or wherever you get your podcast please leave us a nice wee review gives our egos a wee boost every week when we read them um rab and gradle back on the main show this friday uh, list of wrestling daft this is an interesting one the most underrated wrestler currently or currently most underrated wrestler thoughts off the top of the head who's underrated now this is the kind of question that we jump to Cesaro, but I don't think Cesaro is underrated because I was going to say I'm, I'm not having I'm not having a Cesaro argument yeah. because everybody apart from the people that are putting belts on people <laughs> rate him. So it depends what you count as. You know that's he's more underutilized than underrated. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go for him. I'd me I would actually go for somebody like a Dana Brooke. I don't think yes. she gets enough credit for how good that's she is in the ring. Show. So I, I would I would go for a Dana Brooke. Um, that'd probably be my shout or even. You know, in the in the AEW side of things, again, you would say a Britt Baker, but people rate her, <laughs> so, yeah. so you can't yeah. really, uh, you can't really. On the AEW really side, it. I'd say my good friend Andy Williams and the Butcher and the Blade. I think they've You'd been be. a tremendously solid tag team, and they've been consistently featured on television. I mean, they've never really won any big matches, but they're great. Yep, I would definitely agree with that, and I think it's bad that they've not had a title 
well, I think we've had opportunities, but it's not a title run, aye. I know it's just that <laughs> circumstance. But I would, yeah. uh, in AEW, I would say Serpentico. Uh, I'm a massive Mark. Oh, we know you are. I, just we know, I like the way this is just turning into us reciting our favourites who haven't won <laughs> yeah. a belt. And I would say De- Dexter, I would say Dexter <laughs> Loomis. I think he's really underrated as a wrestler. I don't think people you know, see the character, but no one can the character. But... <laughs> Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Johnny Gargano. There we go. Uh, so uh, that, we'll be doing that on the list of wrestling daft. Uh, we'll be looking for your themes for Gradle to sing. Uh, and we're going to bring the pun in back this week because we've not done it in about a month. So so, food wrestlers is this week's topic. Food. Done that before, have you not? Know? Have we done? No, we've done Indian. <laughs> you know what John's takeaways. like? He loves to go back to the well. No, 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 no. We've done Indian wrestlers take- bands next week. Yeah, we've done Indian takeaways. We've done Chinese takeaways. We haven't actually done food as a general category before. So, food wrestlers. Two of it's, it's weird that you went normally. Normally, you start off with a very generalistic category and then you specialize, but you've specialized and then moved into <laughs> a more generalistic yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, so we'll, we'll do food wrestlers next this week uh, on the pun in and return. And I'll no doubt get slagged off Rab and Grado in very much the way that you guys have just uh, buried me there as well. So, um, yeah, that'll be on the main show. Uh, Wrestling Road Stories, always our favorite part. Remember, we're still on a, a no come uh, ban, so got two weeks to, to to run out on the no-come ban, so uh, keep them clean. Rab and Grado are getting to the point that they're worried they're going to get cancelled, so please, for the sake of their careers going forward, just try try and be nice. Try and be nice. Pop guys, the boys. also remember that this is a fan-funded show, so the only people that are going to cancel are you. Yes, well, that's it. So, so I mean... Pop the boys, but don't get them cancelled. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, thank you very much for listening. Gary, uh, what you got on this week? Have you got any more wrestling chat? Not absolutely. Hee-haw. My, um, my second chat with John Moxley is currently getting um, getting everything taken out of it for uh, BBC and, and getting stuff added. So that is going to be available probably in a couple of weeks' time, depending on, <laughs> depending on when the BBC see fit to chuck it out. What Scottish um, things do you talk to John Moxley about? Oh, oh, so so uh, I kind of accepted that he's the kind of guy that probably isn't going to give me a lot of stories about him going to see the sights and all that uh, kind of thing. And he didn't. He? He, he gave me some nice stuff about how difficult travelling is and how, you know, seeing the world out the window of a bus was good. But the I knew BBC, I wasn't going to get... Yeah, yeah. The BBC, have you worn a kilt? Have you tried Iron Brew? Have you tried Haggis? I went for the, the opposite end of the scale on that one. So um, I said to him, you're the master of cutting a promo and AEW are going to come to Scotland in the future as you were planning it beforehand. Can I offer you some tips for uh, cutting a promo in Scotland and got him to guess what uh, Scottish phrases like a way and bow your head mean? Um, so, I, uh, so I just rhymed off a few famous Scottish phrases or insults and got them to guess what they were. So. Ah, that's good, that's good. Ah, Tell them yeah. not to pronounce Glasgow as Glasgow, as every wrestler does. <laughs> Glas- welcome to oh, Glasgow. Seth Rollins was the worst at it. <laughs> this is the problem, they've all just, they, they just watched the Anthony Bourdain episode of Parts Parts Unknown, what was the Anthony Bourdain show called again? And he just calls it Glasgow. I, think it, I think it was Parts Unknown. I might be wrong though, I think it was parts on them. Yeah. Rest in peace, Mr. Bourdain. Uh, <laughs> Alex, anything from you? No, just rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Man was a legend. <laughs> rest, rest Glasgow in... had a great time. Respect. And pray, pray for Alex's teeth. Um, and that, that is pretty much it. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Wrestling Daft March. Remember, get more content from this show, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. You can see the video version, you can see our ugly mugs, and you can see the beautiful faces of Rico and Bronze Chill uh, on there. Uh, you can get Spreadshirt, you can go there and you can get merch, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Pick up all manner of t shirts and apparel. That's the word I was looking for uh, there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, until next time, keep marking out. Audio Frontier. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.